Hello, this is Nishant Malhotra from the Middle Road. I'm at Sankalp Summit 2019 and I'm with uh, Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom is representing the team lead at DFID Impact Program in India. DFID is a very prestigious name. Uh, they do a lot of investments for less privileged people across the world, specifically in Africa. So thank you, Tom, for joining us. It's a great privilege to be here. And Tom, you know, you've recently come to India and you're doing a lot of innovative practices. Could you talk about what DFID is doing in India and what brings you to India? Um, yes, sure. What I'll do is I'll talk about the impact program itself because um, it's this is a specific initiative within DFID, which um, I'm leading on behalf of Palladium. So Palladium is the um, consultancy partner that is implementing the impact program. And what we um, have been established to do is to find ways of increasing the volume and improving the distribution of impact investing capital flowing into and within um, Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. Uh, so what we've done so far is we've, um, we've, we've made our first call for proposals. We will be making future calls for proposals over the next uh, one to two years. And in total we have a grant pool of around 24 million pounds um, available to make grants to organizations which are helping um, smooth over the, uh, reduce the barriers, um, imp improve, uh, lessen the constraints that are affecting the flow of capital from investor to the investee. So yeah, you know, impact is, uh, impact investments has been one of the core topics, core, core themes around the world and out here. So yesterday we, we talked about a lot of uh, blended finance, you know, different instruments, one is a social impact bond, the other is sustainable bonds, you know, different kind of bonds are coming today. We have green bonds, blue bonds, we have ESG bonds coming, sustainability bonds and SGD bonds. Uh, and of course, then there's a social bond. Uh, would you like to take us through what do you think uh, is going to be, you know, how you implemented some of these instruments globally and what do you think would be, you know, something which you are feeling would be the right fit in India, some of the things which you are doing there? Yes, I mean, the, the, the question of blended finance is, is, is an interesting one. I mean, essentially, um, just, just the, in very brief, brief summary of what it is and then what its potential is. So blended finance exists to um, essentially provide a, 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 a stimulus for private investors to invest in areas which they may have um, previously regarded as being not very attractive to invest in. And typically these are the kinds of um, important areas more often than not, in fact, almost always linked to the SDGs, whether it's explicit or implicit, um, but for which private capital has been um, either slow to invest in or wary to invest in or considers too high risk. So the principle is that a, um, a philanthropic investor makes an investment alongside private capital, but takes the first risk of, of that investment. So it's a way of, um, it's a way of aiming to reduce the risk to the private investor and therefore 
to motivate that private investor to consider investing in something that will have significant social impact. Um, now, for a while, people have been looking at the various instruments that could be used for blended finance, and one of the most interesting of those are the um, social impact bonds, development impact bonds that you mentioned. Um, and the way these work is essentially that um, an outcome, the, 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 the outcome from the bond will be supported by a philanthropic investor. So a philanthropic investor will um, provide either a, either a subsidy on the interest rate or a reward to the investor if the outcomes that they're looking for are delivered. And the theory there is that will make it more attractive for investors to, again, enter the market to invest. So, you know, Tom, you are investing in quite a few themes in SGD. So, when you talk about sustainable development goals, is it like some of the few themes which you really want to be investing in? Like, you know, you have 17 SGDs, and if I remove the 17th one, which is public-private partnership, so you have 16 core ones. Is it somewhere we directly target, okay, this is what I'm going to be targeting in sub-Saharan region in Africa, and this is what I've been targeting in India? Or it's like a universal thing we are going with? No, we haven't taken that, we, we, we haven't taken that view um, so we are not an SDG-specific investor. What we're doing is we're trying to invest in the investing system itself to make that more efficient and, and effective, particularly in relation to impact capital. Now, impact capital, by definition, almost means capital which is focused on the SDGs. There are, there is possibly some, uh, there, there may not be a perfect mapping in place, but typically impact capital will be well aligned with at least one of the SDGs. So I would say that our, um, our approach is, is, is a sort of implicit approach. By supporting impact capital, we are supporting the SDGs. And as we develop our portfolio of grants that we make, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to look for a balance, a healthy balance in the type of initiatives and the type of sectors that those initiatives are active in. Now, with, to, to, and to be specific here, to be slightly more specific, the other thing that we want, to, we want to do is to focus our efforts in areas which are not particularly well served at the moment. So let me give you an example there. One of the SDGs which has attracted quite a lot of impact capital already is around financial inclusion. Many investors have um, invested in uh, financial inclusion, often driven by technological change, which has created opportunities uh, for financial institutions to reach the unbanked and provide financial services to the unbanked. And that is almost now becoming mainstream. That's attractive to to all investors. There are a number of other sectors, I mean I'll give you the examples perhaps of education and perhaps of health, which have been less successful in attracting private capital. So I think what we would be interested in, particularly interested in, are initiatives to support which increase the amount of investment going into those sectors, for example. And that's the type of approach we will use when we look to work out how best to deploy our own money. So, uh, this is a frequent question which keeps coming, there are a couple of them, and one is of course, 
when you go to africa or in india what are the challenges what are the key challenges when you went there and okay this this is something which you encounter some could be very common which you see it's a basically maybe a systemic problem and some could be very generic to the uh, particular geographies would you like to share your thoughts here on i think um it's you know we're, we're talking about a very very broad issues here i, I my, my experience, my own personal working experience, has predominantly been in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, so I've spent many years um, living and working in Kenya and Uganda in particular. Um, but I do see a, a degree of commonality here. And, and what that... I think what we're doing when we talk about impact investing what we're really doing is we're talking about trying to provide much better opportunity to um, people who are um, experiencing poverty. Um, one of the most, one of the, one of the, perhaps the most challenging thing about poverty is that it constrains and limits the opportunities available to people, whether that's in, in the form of with that, and, that, that, and that means control over their lives. Yeah. If you're poor, it's very difficult to... Um, you, your, your access to choice and to opportunity is very limited. And it seems to me that whether, whether, we're, whether we're talking about India or whether we're talking about Africa or whether we're talking about other poor, other poor people around the world, what we can do as impact investors, the best thing that we can do as impact investors is to increase the amount of opportunity which is open to them. I don't just mean in, by entrepreneurship or, or initiatives like that. I mean by giving people access to better health, better education, all of the things which go together to give the security necessary to enable people to create opportunity for themselves. So that's at the heart of what I would like to see the impact program doing. And whether that takes place in um, one SDG stream or several S across several SDGs, that's less important to the overall desire to see a much greater level of um, uh, greater opportunity, greater access to finance, greater access to services, greater access to opportunity. So, you know, Africa is a place I myself wanted to be in now uh, in development space and it's doing a fantastic job. I mean, a lot of uh, uh, multilateral banks and uh, foundations have come. Rockefeller has got his center in Kenya and a lot of work has been going on. Now, and you've worked so long with Africa. Would you like to, you know, touch how, how did it uh, sort of affect you in culture? It's a fantastic place and uh, there's a lot of wildlife, you know, this is how the... Uh, the the view comes in. Would like to share maybe one or two good uh, feel-good factors from your experience there in Africa. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, um, I would. Uh, I, I've been privileged um, to have lived and worked in um, East Africa, in particular, for uh, most of the last twenty-five years. So I regard. Um, I, I, I regard uh, Uganda in Uganda, which is where I spent the bulk, bulk of my time, as my second home. Okay. Um, uh, Uganda is a, a and, and Uganda is, is is it's very difficult to generalize about. It's very difficult to, and almost dangerous to generalize about Africa. It's a you know it's a it's 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 a very it's a very large and diverse um, environment. 
But, um, but the things that I, I take away from the time that I spent in Uganda is the, um, the great desire and hunger people have for education, for development, for advancement, and, and the youth and the energy. I'm leaving aside here the sort of natural features. I'm talking about the, the humanosphere in, uh, in, in, in Uganda. And I would say that what, 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 what you see there is, you see there is, is, is a great love for life and a great um, desire to um, seize the opportunities that present themselves to make the most of things. And, a, and, a, and, and of course, a very rich um, spoken and musical and dance culture. Very lively. Very lively, very lively um, and uh, full of energy, full of life. Thanks. I mean, you, know, you shared a very fantastic uh, you know, dimensions because I was reading a report which said that uh, a lot of Africans usually have uh, above average in their entrepreneurship desire and but then on the second hand like there's a huge problem in terms of jobs in terms of the quality of education and you rightly pointed out that yeah education would uh, healthcare and of course education quality education would be a huge uh, you know you know uh, enabler uh, in Africa so is there any sort of impact you measure when you invest in uh, Impact investors will always, um, I mean, one of the hallmarks of being an impact investor is that you measure. You measure the, the, not just the financial performance of your investments, but you also measure the, the, the social returns that you generate. So an impact investor, for example, who's focused on, um, who focused on education will have a, a series of measures which they will capture and they will report to their investors in turn on how their money is generating the kind of social impact that they would like to see. Um, I would think in, in, in the education field that would be around educational performance, it would be about attendance, it would be about um, achievement and it would be about the facilities and the um, uh, you know those 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 kinds of factors. So, and that's a core element to be to be an impact investor. You have to be explicit about the impact that you are intending to have, and then you have to commit to do that, to commit to measure that, and commit to report on it. And this is one of the areas which is terrifically important in impact investing, and actually in a sense to safeguard the reputation of impact investing itself. It's very important that people who raise money for impact purposes then report on that impact. So that's something we look to, we are looking to make sure that we drive as part of this program, part of the overall the impact program that I'm managing. Thanks a lot for sharing and just one last question, you know. Uh, you, what are your future plans in India? Now you've come to India, you know, you, you are uh, looking at India as, as a major uh, player, you know, as, as you want to invest in. So do you have any uh, sort of, uh, you know, made out of vision? What do you want to plan to achieve in India in the next five years? Well, um, the, first thing, the first thing I'd, li I'd, I'd like to say is that it's, it's very clear um, just being in this conference and meeting people and listening to the debate and the um, presentations that are being made, that um, the, the impact investing sector in India is extremely dynamic. 
and innovative, creative, and it's populated by some very committed people. So I think that is the, that's the first thing that I've learned. Um, to some extent I knew that, but of course you, you, you learn much more when, when you're actually present and you're meeting people face to face and so on, which is the value of um, events like this. I think actually, I think we can do things, I think we can support many of the organizations that are working here, we can support them to scale up um, their models, to scale up the way they're working, to try to find ways of providing them with access to new investment capital so that they can build their work. I also think there's probably scope for India to um, actively influence impact investing over a much wider geography. Actually, I think in India is very much one of the leaders in impact investing. And I think there's an opportunity here, not just within India itself, but there's an opportunity to take some of the things which are being done here, and the approaches which are being um, developed, and to take those elsewhere in the world. I think we can all learn something. We can, we can all learn from each other. And that's something I've learned over, over the years. But we will, we will, be, we will be finding organizations to support here, no question. So thanks, Tom, you know, for a wonderful opportunity. We met at uh, Sankalp Global Summit 2019, and, you know, uh, we had an opportunity to speak with the Middle Road. I really appreciate a fantastic view. Uh, you know, we had a great session yesterday on blended finance, and now you shared your view, mm -hmm. you shared your vision, specifically in Africa and India. So thanks a lot. Uh, I wish you all the very much success, and I'm sure you're going to be doing, you'll be a major player in the impact space in India. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Tom.